0: We praise God for every opportunity that he gives us to uh, share the word of God and to get into the word of God. We don't take this for granted and we don't take it lightly. We are very appreciative of what God has given us, um, especially in the area of opportunities to do better than we perhaps did before. There are always going to be challenges to uh, doing the right thing, but I want to encourage each and every one of us who listens to this message, um, no matter when you listen to it or where you are in the world, I pray that it's translated into a language that you. You can understand if it's not your native language but when you get a hold of this and you listen to this i hope that you are encouraged to keep choosing the right thing jesus told us to overcome evil with good amen amen and i know that's difficult because sometimes people do things that make you want to get even and make you want to get back but you want to back at them but you want to you want to resist those things you want to walk according to the way of god now we're going to continue in our scripture, in our study. um, We've been having a good time of it. I've been blessing the Lord. I hope you've been blessing the Lord. I hope you've been learning a whole lot. Let's start with our scripture. Psalms 27. We're going to start back at the beginning verse, starting at verse number one, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Amen. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies, and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and fail, though an host should encamp against me. okay, In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy? I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me and answer me. When thou saidst, seek my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me. O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. I'm gonna add one more onto that. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. As always, may God have a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. I pray um, that we always understand. I always say it, and I told you, I'm probably gonna always keep saying it the blessing is in the obedience. You got to do what the word of God says. Amen. Amen. And I hope that that is the camp that you are found in the camp that you can be found in the the, the camp of obedience, not just hearing that word, but you are, um, taking that word in now we want to pick up where we were. Um, we, uh, from last week, uh, we moved over into the start of a new series. Um, as we finish up and make our way towards the conclusion of psalms 27 and it's been it's been a wonderful lesson i know that i've been blessed i've been learning a lot as i've been studying and preparing to bring the um, lessons and the messages as god gives us the uh the opportunities to do so um we are last week we began um talking um about finding God. Amen. Amen. Um, the scriptures in particular that, um, that we were looking at were verse 9 and 10, hide not, um, thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me. O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. And so those were the two scriptures, um, that we've been, um, Um, that we've been working on as we talk, as we began to discuss the concept of finding God. And um, really, um, when we talk about finding God, um, it's a little bit, um, (laughs) I guess, inaccurate, probably for us to actually totally completely say that we're finding God. We don't find God. God God is not lost um you know um or anything like that and sometimes when we use that um that phrasing there it can make it seem like you know God was well, you know well where was God where did he go the you know did he did he was he you know around the corner somewhere or hidden somewhere like that or you know in other words we we really had to do something in order to find God but it, the reality is is that when we talk about finding God what you really are talking about is the God who lets us find him. Now we, we we say we are finding God, but it isn't really that. Amen. And it isn't God finding us because God is always aware of who we are and when we are and where we are. Okay. God knows all things. Amen. God knows, you know, absolutely everything. There isn't something that God, um, that God does not know. And that's one of, the uh, attributes of God or characteristics of God is that God is all knowing. Amen. Amen. God is all, all, all knowing, omniscience. Amen. There, there isn't anything that he isn't aware of. Um, one scripture tells us he knows our down sitting and he knows what our uprising. There isn't, there isn't, a, 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 there isn't a thing, amen, that God does not know God, before you can even articulate, before you can even put it together, God already knows. Amen. Amen. God already knows. Psalms 139, 2, to be specific, says, Thou knowest my down and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Amen. Therefore, there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. That was Psalms 139. That was verses two all the way through uh, verse uh, verse number uh, four. God knows everything. God is omniscient. God knows everything. There isn't uh, there isn't a thing. And that scripture in Psalms is pretty heavy. Why? Because it tells us that 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 t- even down to the aspect of what I'm getting ready to say or the words that I speak, God already knows that too. And that's good news. That is good news to know that God knows absolutely everything about us. He knows where we are. He knows when we are. He knows um he know he knows what we are amen it just isn't something there isn't anything that that escapes god's attention when it comes to us and that's good news because we often sometimes can feel as just just in general like nobody knows what we're going through like no one understands um the plight that we're in amen it can feel sometimes like you know, we're all alone and 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 nobody is there. But then you have the scriptures like Psalms 139 verses two through four, where God uses them to remind us that, hey, wait a minute, you are absolutely fully and absolutely known to me. I know everything about you. And that's good because it means that you're not alone. Amen. Amen. And it's hard at times to not feel alone. Nevertheless, God knows absolutely everything. And so when we talk about finding God, it isn't really that we so much that we are finding God, and it isn't that we um that God is finding us because he knows everything about us, right, amen, and is aware of us at all times. Um but really what we're talking about or getting into when we talk about that is we're really discussing the God who lets us find him. Amen. And this is a very interesting thing because Psalms 27, verse nine says, hide not thy face far from me. Okay. Put not thy servant away in anger. Okay. With, as we unpack, let's unpack that first verse. Okay. David uses the phrase. He says, hide not thy face far from me. Okay. And then he says, put not thy servant away in anger okay amen now the put not thy servant away in anger okay all right is david really declaring okay uh for lack of a better way of putting it he's really saying god don't put me away because of anger okay don't hide because you're mad at me all right amen 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 when he says, "Put not thy servant away in anger," what David was saying is, "Is that God? I know I make you tired. God, I know that my antics get on your nerves. God, I know that there's a way about me that just is not right. God, I know that I I, I know that I can be annoying. God, I know that I can be disrespectful. God, I know that I drop the ball. God, I know, and I'm fully aware of the fact that I can make you." mad. I know that because I don't do what I should should do all the time and I don't say what I should say all the time. You have but to read the scripture and you'll find that to be absolutely true of David. But also friends, it's true of you and I. We just don't do what we're supposed to do, like we're supposed to do it and when we're supposed to do it. We fall into disobedience. Amen. And we learned in a previous lesson we understand why That portion is we get that all we get that all day long we understand we understand why it is that we can that we can so often fall in into that amen because and we we've learned that 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 our heart or our nature is fallen amen amen and all have sinned, the Bible teaches us, and have come short of the glory of God. So we know just off of that alone that we, we've, got more, uh, we've got more than enough potential within us to drop the ball. And the problem is, is that when we do that and we walk in the pathway of sin, all the while knowing that this is not what God has for us and it's not what God's will is for us, when we do that, it doesn't change the fact that we disappoint God. Amen. We hurt God. And beloved, my friends, you, when we hurt God, there are going to be times where God responds out of hurt. Amen. Now, I know people don't, we don't talk about it like that, but listen, you get your abilities to feel, your emotions, you get all of these different things, you get all of this from God. We are fearfully and wonderfully made is what the scripture teaches us. Amen. And your ability, my ability, okay, to feel, to have emotions and these different things, they didn't just come out of the blue. They were God-given. And what I'm telling you is, is that the way that you feel, God has the ability to feel that as well, so much so that he is the architect of you and me having those feelings or the ability to feel what we feel in the first place. And just like you and I get anger, get angry. And I'm not trying to put God on our level because I'm not going to God is higher than us. But you do need to understand there are some things that we share in common with God simply because God designed us that way. We were made in his image. And because we were made in his image, there are some things, characteristics, there are some things that we share in common with God. Now we don't line up totally to the image of God anymore. Why? Because we've been ins- infected by sin and our nature is fallen. But there are still some things within us that are like God. And one of those things is our suite of emotions, okay? Our collection of emotions we are able to feel what god is able to feel because he's given us those emotions now that being said just like you have the ability i have the ability to get mad and and to respond out of frustration and anger somebody does something to you just really just burns you up just turns you a different color you just piping Piping mad and you just seeing just just the color red, you are you are frustrated, you are upset. And sometimes, if you're honest, you respond out of that.
1: Sometimes you respond. Out of frustration. And I'm not talking
0: about the way you respond, whether you respond appropriately or inappropriately. That's not what I'm talking. I'm just talking about the simple fact that when you are angry,
1: there are many times where you and I respond from
0: the platform of anger, frustration, disappointment, and the list goes on. We respond from that. Well, just like you and I respond like that or from that, so too does God Almighty at times respond out of anger, frustration, disappointment, and the list goes on. God also
1: responds that way. Amen. Amen. You cannot exhaust God. I cannot exhaust God.
0: But for as much as we don't have the ability to exhaust God and outlast God, it don't change the fact that God gets tired of dealing with some things. No, I can't. And it almost is a contradictory statement in a way. I can't run God down but at the same time, God still gets tired of my foolishness. I can't outlast God. I can't tire God out. But oh, I, I, don't, I can't do that.
1: But that does not mean that God does not have self-imposed or sovereign-imposed
0: limitations that he put in place for himself what do you mean by that what do you mean by that what I mean is is this God is sovereign which means that he makes decisions because he want to make a decision because he's God and he can do that and don't need tutors and don't have to ask nobody's permission he get, He makes a decision because he wants to Bible teaches us that he works all things after the counsel of his own will amen now God at God can God can decide for himself, and he does that I am only going to ever go so far, and he has done just that. People don't realize it, but God listen, God put a God, God, God put a hard cap
1: on sin. There is a limit, and it is filling up. Glory to God. Glory to God. God's not going to contend with us and fight with us always. God's not going to spend forever and a day trying to get you and I to do right.
0: God is limitless, yet he has put in place
1: self-imposed limits. Glory to God. And I want to tell somebody who is recklessly doing the wrong thing, sinning against God. God has put a hard line in the sand when it comes to sin. And there's only so much he's ever going to deal with from you and I. You better be careful. Because some of us are perilously close to reaching the self-imposed
0: line, the self-designated limit that God put in place.
1: And your chicken's about to come home to roost. You better watch out. You better watch out. You can't exhaust God. You can't outlast God and you can't run God down. But
0: that don't mean that God has not, of his own volition, put in place some hard limits when it comes to dealing with, yes, God can go forever in a
1: day. But let me tell you something. God has chosen not to. God can go there and back again with you all day long.
0: But he has chosen not to, when it comes to sin. He only going. What are you saying, Brother Walker? I'm telling you, he only going to let you get away with so much. And he he, he And I, and and when I say get away with some, I don't want you to think that God's giving you a a a, a, a you know a, a license to sin. No, 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 no. That simply means that God's only going to tolerate so much. You got to repent, beloved. You got to you got to repent.
1: You got to. And I'm asking somebody who's listening to this, wake up. Start paying attention
0: to what you're doing because you are sinning against God Almighty and he has already decided that he's only going to deal with it and tolerate it for so long. It's time to come out of that foolishness
1: and surrender to God. Amen. 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 David said, put not. Thy servant away in anger.
0: Amen. Put not thy servant away in anger. And he tacks that on to the end of hide not thy face far from me. Let giving us a glimpse of some of the context or circumstances or a circumstance under which God can hide.
1: See, we talk, God, when we <laughs> it's not that we find God, God lets
0: us find him. But if we tar- are to talk
1: about God letting us find him, then of necessity, we must first talk about the God who hides, or God who can hide, and how God does that.
0: Amen. Amen. Hide not thy face far from me. Hide or to hide means to uh, prevent something, and this is very important. So I want you to make sure you you make note of this. The word hide here in this text is used about one hundred and seventy-one times in. This scripture. And you'll find that um, um from old, you know, this um covers the usages of that um word or that phrasing um from the old testament to the new testament. And it literally means to prevent something or including one's self from being seen or discovered. Amen. Amen. So David says, Hide not thyself thy face far from me amen okay face in this scripture represents if you break that down you get into that face simply me refers to the whole person okay all that is you you the whole the whole being okay the a, a person oftentimes when the face is used in the scripture OK, the word face is used to refer to the entirety of that person or the whole the, the, the whole human being or the whole person. OK, and so obviously instead of and so instead of just having something where 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 they say that, you know, I'm hiding, you know, I'm going to hide from so and so. One way that it would be said in scripture or in during those times would be it would be referred to as hiding from their face, okay? So when you hide from their face, a person's face, that meant from everything literally the entirety of that person, everything that is connected to that person, everything that has anything to do with that person, everything, all of it, okay? So for example, if you were to hide from a king, so to speak, all right. Then that wouldn't mean that you just went and hid in the bushes somewhere from just this particular king. No, but it would mean that you were hidden, amen, from all that is connected to the king. Okay, every single thing. So that would mean his troops, his soldiers, every, 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 you'd be hidden from him. Okay, so if a person was hidden from someone, if you hide from a person's face, okay, it means that you are hidden in totality. Everything, every aspect. There is no, like, in other words, there's
1: nothing, everything that that person or that individual could use to perceive you.
0: Whether it's working through, if like, again, if it was a king, Maybe working through the government structure that he has set up in this monarchy, the leaders and all of these different people, they form, they become extensions of the king, so to speak. Amen. And so the king's reach is not just as far as the physical span of his arms, but those that work for him, those that are employed by him, all of them become part of the king's reach or the king's being. So if you hide from the face of a king, amen, that means that you are hidden from the reaches of that king. So anything that could report you to that king or identify you to that king, you're completely hidden from all of that, okay? So when we talk about face, it it means the uh, the, the, the total being, every aspect, hidden in every single way. David says, hide not thy face far from me. And that's important because he's saying, Lord, don't prevent yourself, your being, your face. And when he says your face, that means all that is God. He says, don't prevent your face. Don't prevent yourself. All that is you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. He's saying, Lord, don't prevent all that is you
1: from being perceived by my senses. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. David says, hide
0: not thy face far from me. Now he used, and we brought this up a little bit last week, The fact that it's not often talked about, but there are times when God hides or
1: conceals himself. Okay. And when God hides. Because God is actually everywhere.
0: Amen. The Bible teaches that God fills all heaven and earth. So that means that God is what? Everywhere. He's, uh, he's, he's omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere at the same time. Amen. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. Yet David says, hide not thy face far from me. Amen. God has the ability, and there are times, and we talked a little bit about this last week, where God hides or conceals himself but to understand but we got to understand what that actually means okay because we're talking about a god the one and only true god who is omnipresent meaning what he's everywhere at the same time we are literally saying that this god who is everywhere at the same time fills all heaven and earth we're saying that he hides, or he conceals himself, and so the question is: is that how can that actually be? Because he's everywhere; God is everywhere. If how do you hide if you're everywhere? Okay, we're just we're just making it breaking this down, m- making sure that we understand. The the simplicity of the word of God, word of God is not supposed to be overly complicated and all those things. No, it's supposed to be so simple that even a child can understand it. So what we're doing is we're building and making sure that we get a good understanding of the context of what is being taught here in the words of Psalms 27, verse number nine, hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. God at times hides and conceals himself. Yet for as much as God hides and conceals himself, he is omnipresent and meaning that he is everywhere at the same time. So how then can a God who is everywhere At the same time, how then does he actually hide? Well, I'm glad that you asked that question. Here's a simple answer. It simply means that he does when God hides, because he is everywhere at the same time, it means that God hides in plain sight. Amen. God hides in plain sight. That means that for as much as he is visible, he is completely invisible to your perception. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about physically being physically visible. We're not talking about that. We're talking about perceiving God through the ways that God has, that, through the ways that God moves. Amen. Amen. Through his word and so on and so forth. Okay. God hides And when he does, he hides in plain sight. Now, we talked last week about the positive side, okay? About when God hides, okay? And we said that there are some positive things. When God hides from us, okay, in the positive sense, which means that he doesn't hide as a result of sin and foolishness. So go back to your scripture, okay? Psalms 27 verse number 9. He says, "Hide not thy face far from me; put not thy servant away in anger." David is talking about the hiding of God in the negative sense, okay? And so, you know, and that and we'll deal with that a little bit in just a, in just a little bit. But 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 God, when we talk about God being able to hide and God hiding and the way he does it is that he hides in plain sight. Amen. Amen. Then, um, the, you know, we have to also talk about all of the instances where God, where God where the circumstances under which God would hide. Now, last week we went into this, so we're not going to go that deep into it at all today because we've already talked about it on the t- at the end of um, last week's lesson. So, I invite you to go ahead and take a look at that or listen to that. Um, amen. When you get the opportunity. Amen. Okay. Now, um, God, when he hides in plain sight, it means that God is everywhere. God is right there. He hasn't gone anywhere, but you simply just are unable to perceive him. Amen. Amen. It's for example, it's like going into a room going and you place something there, right? Um, you place maybe your keys. You go in there and you put your keys down and maybe you you normally put your keys in a certain spot. And I know I can I can use an example because this is something that I do all the time. Quite frankly, frankly, and I really need to to, to get it together. And one day I, I probably will. But I usually put my keys I, I put in a certain spot. Amen. And I do that because I, I know that that's the first place that I'm going to go check. Right. And when I go there, my keys are going to to be there. Okay. So I do that so that I don't really have to think too hard. I put it in a spot that I know that I'm going to frequent and I know that I'm going to run into my keys. there. You know, there. I don't have to keep in mind 24/7 or um, well, where are my keys or what you know what did I do? I don't have to spend every waking moment of every hour of every day contemplating hope you know, not losing my keys. No, 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 I make it simple on myself and I put it somewhere where I will always go and look. But there are times where I deviate from that pattern. There are times where I don't do that very exact thing. It is a habit of mine, and I think it's a pretty good one. But, you know, that I put it in a place that I always go. But there are times where I break form and I may be in a rush. And so I put my keys down in the same room. Amen. But I put it in a different location. I put it, unfortunately, in a location that I don't instinctively look at in order to find my keys. Because now there is a there is a spot that has become synonymous with my keys. I'd go there and I know it's there. But when I deviate from that whole thing and I put it in that room, and then I go to uh, look for my keys. Now I need to go someplace, all right? I go to the room and I go to look for my keys and guess what? I can't find them.
1: All of a sudden, now remember, they're in the same room. They're just not in the same exact spot.
0: It's not underneath anything. It's pretty in the open, but it's not my normal spot. It's not where I instinctively go to look for it. And so now I have a situation where my keys, they feel like they're lost. But are they really lost? Well, I submit to you that they are not really lost. They are just hidden in plain sight, meaning that they're in they're, they're, They are in the area
1: and where and in the open. But because my mind
0: is on other things, because my focus is on other things, I'm intent on looking in a certain way and looking at certain places. I'm not expanding my horizons to take in the entirety of the room. I'm still in that mode of looking for a, a specific spot, looking in that manner. So I haven't opened up my mind to the to, to perceive everything that is around
1: me. And if I did, I would notice that my keys are right over there.
0: God hides in plain sight much like that. The keys are an inanimate object and, have, and do not hide intentionally. I put it someplace, and if I put it someplace I'm not used to, I will probably lose track of it. But, and even if I put it in the open, if I put it in a place that I don't instinctively look for, then it will become invisible in a way. It's completely visible, but yet because I'm not looking for it, it's become invisible. Well, God does that intentionally. Amen. God is everywhere. And the earmarks of God, the footprint of God, his movings and his doings are all around us. But there are times where God conceals himself, meaning that he causes us, although he is around, we become unable to focus or to zero in on those things that are clearly saying God is here. God is moving. God is in operation. God is having his way. God is doing some things. Last week, we learned that God does that in the positive sense. And it's for the purpose of growing us when he does it in the positive. And so when he does it in the positive sense, meaning that you didn't have—he's he, not—he's not—he's—he's he's not hitting himself because you have sinned. He's not hitting himself because you're living wrong. That's not what he's done. When God makes himself invisible or un, or imperceivable, okay? Hopefully that's a word. That when God makes it so that you are unable to perceive Him. You just can't catch a glimpse of God, the moving of God, the footprint of God. You can't seem to hear God. You can't see, God, I know something that you do. Things is going on, but when there are times where God does that in the positive sense, and it's the positive sense because it's meant to stretch us. And because it's meant to stress stretch us, it has the potential, depending on how we go through it, If we don't flunk the test, because sometimes we flunk the test, but assuming that we go through it the right way, trusting in God, walking in the spirit and all those different things. Well, during those periods where God makes his presence hard for you to detect or invisible to you, and all you got is to go on the last word that you heard from Him clear. All you've got is the scripture that's down on in your heart. when you don't have nothing new and and God is not telling you right then and there, do this and do that. And all you got to go off of is what he's told you in the past. Because sometimes it's like that. Provided you don't flunk that test, then when God operates in the, when God hides in plain sight during those times, it has the potential to increase our spiritual endurance.
1: Amen. Amen. And that's a good thing and that's a good thing. Nevertheless,
0: Psalms 27 and 9 says hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Amen. Nevertheless, there is also a negative side to it as well. Now, before I go into that and going back to the fact that God hides in plain sight, let's get a few examples of 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 God hiding in plain sight. And we're going to use and I and I think some really good examples here is when we watch Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is God. When you talk about Jesus, you are talking about God. So what Jesus does is what God does. Why? Because he's God. Amen. 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 This is what the scripture teaches. Okay? Amen. Now For example, look at um, John chapter one. And I want you to look at verse seven and we're going to look at, go through verse 11. It says this, the same came for witness to bear witness of the light. Now we know in John one and one, this is, we know. God ties it all together. This is where you get in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and where it was God and in the word we, we get all of that. Okay. And that, so, so you can start at the beginning if you want to. Okay. But here in John, the, the, the apostle ties the, the, the ties everything together. And he tells us very plainly, hold on. Jesus is God. Okay. He, he, he lets us know that in John one and one. So we understand understand that. We're not confused about that. But if you go down to verse seven, he says, then he starts to talk about John the Baptist, okay? As we call, or John the baptizer, amen. Um, He who would be called the forerunner, he who would prepare the path of the Lord, okay? The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. Now he's talking about John. He's saying John came to be a witness but, uh, of the light, but John himself was not the light. Amen. John was not the Savior. Okay? The Savior, the Bible teaches, there is no other Savior
1: but God. God is the Savior. Amen. Amen. And the Savior, talking
0: about the body, the flesh, inherited the name of God. And the name of God is what? Jesus. Amen. Amen. He was not that light, going to verse eight, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Now, verse nine, that was the true light. Now he says, bear witness of that light. That was the true light. Now he's talking, he's switching gears and he's talking about Jesus. The apostle here is talking about Jesus now, okay? That was the true light, which bringeth, which lighteth, every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. Watch this, verse number 10. And the world was made by him. Remember, God created everything and he's tying it to Jesus. And when you talk about God creating everything, you are literally saying Jesus created everything. So we're tying it all together. This is what Christians believe, okay? And if you don't believe this, You need to understand this. If you don't believe this, you cannot be a Christian. You are not a Christian if you do not believe what God has revealed about himself. So you need to make sure you understand that. Now, I'm not talking about the person who doesn't understand and is trying to figure, no, God made room for you. But you're going to come to the conclusion, if you're going to serve God, if you're going to be with God, you're going to have to accept the testimony of God. And no one can have salvation who rejects the testimony of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It ain't going to happen. You're not going to happen. That's that's, that. 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 No. No. You have, in order order to, to, to be saved, you have got to accept
1: what God has revealed about himself. Amen. Verse 10. He
0: was in the world and the world was made by him. Amen. And the world, what? Knew him not. Verse 11. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Now notice what just happened here. John said Jesus created everything. He's God. He was the creator of everything. He's the sustainer of everything. That is literally what John is telling us in this gospel. He is telling us that Jesus is God. They are one and the same. And just as you know, God created everything, it was Jesus
1: who created everything because he is God. Amen. Amen. You need to understand, the flesh of Jesus was not God. Oh, no,
0: no, no, no. That is not what the, te- the scripture teaches. The Bible teaches very plainly that God is not a man. He's not a man. The flesh or the body
1: was the sacrifice. God was in Christ. Glory to God. And he used that body as a sacrifice.
0: Amen. And John is trying to tell you that Jesus is God. But he's also telling you that because he's God, he is the creator of everything. But something happened. Though he is God and though he created the world, though he is the light of the world. When he says he's the light of the world, that that lighteth every man. What that actually means is, is that he is a light. He is the life giving spirit so when god breathed into the nostrils of man and he became a living soul what he is talking about is jesus who is the light he is the life-giving spirit that's what that means that's what that means that's not talking about radiance that's not talking about the light spectrum no 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 that's talking about the life-giving spirit that is god Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. But something incredible happens.
1: For as much as God is all of that, the Bible says here that the world knew him not. You know what that means? It means that they couldn't see him. They couldn't see him. Didn't one of the disciples say, show us the father. And Jesus had to
0: return, return and said, how long have I been with you and you still don't know me? Hidden in plain sight. Look at John 20 and 14. And, she, and when she had thus said, she turned her back
1: and saw Jesus standing. Look at this. Now remember, Jesus is God. She saw him. And knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Look at now, he, 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 he's in her face now.
0: He's up on her, he's talking to her. Notice what he said, Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou?
1: Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him,
0: Sir, if thou have borne him hence. Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, Master. He had to open her eyes because he was hidden in plain sight. Look at John 21 and 4. And remember, When you're talking about Jesus, you're talking about God. So we we ain't doing nothing but proving the point. But when the morning was now come, this is John 21, 4. Jesus stood on the shore. But the
1: disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus. They didn't know it was
0: him. And he's talking to them and all these, have you any meat? And they're like, no, we don't have anything.
1: Then he tells them how to cast their, where to cast their net. All of these different things. Has them come and eat. And all of these different things. And it's not until you get to verse 14
0: that they realize that it's Jesus. 14 says this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself
1: to the disciples after he was risen from the dead. The Lord hides at times in plain sight.
0: And when he does so in the positive sense, it's for the purpose of stretching your faith, growing your faith.
1: Which really simply means he's increasing your spiritual endurance. But then there are times where, and as in
0: our scripture, amen that the Lord hides in the negative sense. David says, hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. And he is specifically referring to a negative instance or a circumstance under which God could hide. Amen. Amen. Some of the things that would cause God to hide in the negative sense. Um, look at Deuteronomy. 32 and 20 and he said I will hide my face from them I will see what their end shall be now to give you
1: some context of that look at verse number 15 But Jeshurun waxed fat
0: and kicked. Thou art waxing fat. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him. And he's talking literally about the children of Israel, how he blessed them. When he's talking about they grew fat, they, they were, that God blessed them. They were no, they had no shortage of what they needed. God had provided. And he says, then he forsook God, which had made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods, with abominations provoked they him to anger. Remember, he said, don't hide. Lord, David said, hide not thy face in anger. Remember remember that? They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoked they him to anger. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God. To God's little G-O-Ds. These means fake gods, false gods. To gods whom they knew not. To new gods that came newly up. Talking about these with inventions, these idols that they created, whom your fathers feared not. Of the rock that begat thee, thou art unmindful and hast forgotten God that formed thee. And when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face. This picks back up the verse that what I gave you. I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very froward generation, children in whom is
1: no faith. Amen. Amen. The lack of faith, evil doings, and idolatry, these things will cause God
0: to hide from us. When we operate in these ways, refusing to believe God and to trust in him. Walking in ways and undertaking actions and things that are that we know are not right. Giving our time and our love and affection and our attention to false gods. And false God doesn't mean that you're necessarily building a statue or something like that. No, it could simply be the, it can be it can go as simply as far as you worshiping your own ideas, you being caught up on I, me, and my and doing your own thing and not acknowledging God whatsoever those things are enough to disrespect God. Those things are enough to offend God. Those
1: things are enough to disappoint God. And these are things that will cause God to walk away from us. Yet, as I said earlier, God is aware of everything. And we most certainly are not hidden from God. God sees it all. Ecclesiasticus,
0: or the book of Sirach, also goes by the same name. This is a Deuterocanical book. Chapter 39, verses 19 and 20 says this, the works of all flesh are before him and nothing can be hid from his eyes. He seeth from everlasting to everlasting and there is nothing wonderful before him that wonderful before him simply means that there's nothing that he's surprised by this goes along with ecclesiastes that tells us there's nothing new under the sun amen god knows everything he sees it all and ecclesiasticus just told us all the works of the flesh are before him. Now, here's the problem with that. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 and through, 20, through 21. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. And that means anything else like this, anything in the same vein as this, anything similar to this. A lot of people like to forget that, but don't forget that part. And such like, anything almost like that, anything almost similar to that is what he's telling you. So not only those things, but anything that he did not name that is in the same vein as those things, amen. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past. He said, I told you once, I'm going to tell you twice, I'm telling you again. That they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God.
1: Walk The works of the flesh, family, will result in God hiding his self from you.
0: And what that means is is it will result in God preventing himself from being seen by you. Because when we say God hides in plain sight or God hides himself, okay, what we are saying is, is that God will prevent himself from being seen or perceived by you. Amen. Amen. And not only anger, as David talked about in verse 9, okay, of Psalms 27, because remember, he he told us very, very plainly, hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Well, guess what? The works of the flesh that we just learned talked about, Number one, in, e- in Ecclesiasticus, or the book of Sirach, chapter 39, 19 through 20, tells us very plainly that all the works of the flesh are manifest before God. God sees all the works of the flesh. Amen. But then when you get to Galatians, he tells you what the works of the flesh are. So Ecclesiasticus tells us that God sees all the works of the flesh. And then Galatians tells us what the works of the flesh are. And my brothers and sisters, what I submit to you is those works are what make God angry. That will cause God to
1: put you away in anger or hide himself. In anger. When he says, put
0: not thy servant away in anger, he's not telling, he's not talking about actually putting you somewhere. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh uh-uh. It that means don't get tired of dealing with me because you're mad at me. That's what that means. Remember, we, we want to make the word very plain, very simple, so that you can explain this to someone else, but then also it's explained clearly to you. Hide not thy face far from me. Notice he said, don't hide. He he said, hide it not far from me. He didn't say don't hide at all. Why? Because as I said on last week, there are times where God hides. There are times where God prevents himself from being seen or perceived in the positive sense. And when God does that, That's the testing of God, the trying of your faith that's more precious than gold. When God does that, it is for the purpose of increasing your spiritual endurance and fine-tuning you to being able to hear and to walk and be obedient to the ways of God. That's the positive sense. And, 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 And he said, don't hide far from me.
1: Do you get what I'm saying? Hide not thy face far from me. I know, in other words, there are times
0: where you're going to hide, but God, I don't want it to be
1: a case where you are far from me. If you got to hide, don't go that far. If I got to do some things,
0: if you're testing me and you want me to stand up on my own using what you already gave me, Lord, I will do that, but don't stand too far away from don't go too far away from me. God I, I understand you're testing my endurance, you're strengthening my endurance, you you're, you're getting me stronger than what
1: I was before. but God if that's the case, I don't want you to be that far away. I know you gotta hide but don't hide that far away. And if you gotta hide, let it be
0: because. You're testing me because the trying of my faith is more precious than gold. Let it be because you're you're trying to get me someplace spiritual, but let it not be because you're upset with me. Don't hide because you got a
1: problem with me. Because when you hide out of anger from me, then you really are too
0: far away. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's what David is really trying to get. That's what he's trying to get. That's what he's trying to explain. He didn't say, God, don't hide from me at all. He understood. God does do that. God, there are times where God is silent. There are times where you just don't know. It's not easy to perceive God. He's there. He hasn't left you, but he's hidden in plain sight. And sometimes God hides in plain sight in order to increase your spiritual walk, your endurance, your in tune and your alignment with him. But there are some times where God hides in plain sight because he's upset, because he's disappointed. Why? Because we are walking and engaging in the works of the flesh, all of which
1: Ecclesiasticus tells us he's aware of. And then Galatians outlines what they are. That will cause
0: God to put you away, meaning that God decides, I don't want to be bothered with you.
1: And it's a decision that he makes out of anger and frustration. And you don't want that to be your case. Let's end on this note. God uses self-concealment as a tool, an instrument to promote you and to grow you.
0: But when sin is present and accounted for,
1: he can also use it as a tool to demote you and to punish you. When God hides in plain sight in the positive, it's for your good. Because it's not that God is angry with you. But God is moving you from faith to faith. He's growing you. He's fine-tuning your senses to the spirit. And when God does that, he's never far away.
0: He's right there and he he doesn't leave you like that. He just goes silent, goes quiet for a while. Why? So that you can use what he's already given you, what he's put in you. But when you walk in disobedience and unrighteousness, God will then use
1: his concealment or his ability to conceal himself as a form of chastisement. Because in one, it's the one God hides out of love.
0: He's building you. He's strengthening you. He's training you. But the negative sense, he does it out of anger because he's tired of you.
1: You don't want God to get tired of you. But if you continue to walk the ways of unrighteousness, if you continue to seek your own, above God and everyone else. If you continue to seek yourself, God's going to conceal himself. Will he go somewhere? No, he's everywhere.
0: But it will most certainly feel like that because he will be hidden in
1: plain sight. He will be all around yet you will be unable to feel God at all. And
0: you don't want that. Brothers and sisters, this is just something to think about and something to meditate on. If you're going in the wrong
1: direction, stop and turn back now. Repent before the Lord. If you haven't been
0: baptized Get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Let him fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost so that you'll have the strength
1: to serve God consistently for the long haul. God bless you. And until next week, we'll go ahead and stop the recording here.